Now let's go ahead and keep it rolling right now. Uh, pro Football Focus, which always seems to be a little bit of a like a little bit of a frustrating uh, rankings. I mean, with their analysis in football, including the Steelers at times. I mean, you could definitely uh, really go in depth. I mean, just like NFL Network, but on a whole nother level, the value that they put as far as evaluating uh, players, uh, skill position players here. And uh, for the most part, and uh, for this year, uh, with the Steelers' uh, current roster as constructed, as far as everything going on, they are ranked 16th according to Pro Football Focus. 16th. And uh, one of the main uh, reasons for that is that uh, there is little doubt that Steelers will once again be able to generate pressure on their highest rates. Steelers last year led the league in uh, pressure rate last season at 45.1%. Uh, and, and they were the only defense in the league that had multiple players generating at least 60 pressures. And there was three of those guys that did that. There was uh, TJ Watt, Stephon Tuitt, and Cam Hayward. Uh, TJ Watt led the way with 73, followed by Stephon Tuitt with uh, 71, and Cam Hayward, 62, reached that threshold. And offenses right now, they don't really have enough resources to take on all of them. I mean, so that is the one positive so far. The one thing that seems to be a very fair question, which I understand we continue to hit on it throughout this podcast, is the offensive line. The most realistic thing they could say that was a nice positive is that they have potential. And yeah, of course, potential. I mean, when you think about the last two years, when you're without, when you're down Ramon Foster... A true cornerstone center, which I expect to be in the Hall of Fame. He's a Hall of Famer in my book. Uh, more than likely, he's going to have to wait. But I, I anticipate Marquise Pouncey getting in there. I, I do believe he is a Hall of Famer for what he contributed right there. Especially when you tie for your team with the most uh, Pro Bowls. I think he was like a two or three time All-Pro in his career, Marquise Pouncey, uh, for the most part. I mean... And that, that is going to be so huge right there. I mean, B.J. Finney right there, I'm not so sure if I'm really too uh, thrilled about that. Or it's going to be Kendrick Green. That is such going to be a huge focus, especially the offensive line, being the communicator uh, for them. I mean, that, that's almost everything right there on the offensive line. I mean, you talk about, I mean, trying to open up running uh, blocks. And with Matt Canada trying to implement everything, trying to run a wider zone. Remember, there were some uh, criticisms uh, by one guy at DK uh, Pittsburgh Sports, uh, basically who uh, made a point to say, and I believe this is uh, Dejan Kovakovic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, uh, who was uh, pointing out that there was some criticism from coaches uh, that they were not too pleased with Kevin Dotz's, uh his physique, his uh, conditioning. And one of the things uh, that uh, was being hit at in the report was that he may have just uh, instead put more muscle mass on him as part of the cutting down. Because you're on a wider zone, I think it would make sense you would need someone to be quick on your feet 
to be able to uh, throw blocks and uh, free your guy up. Whether or not we find out if Najee Harris is going to be that guy for this season. Because we're going to find out in due time. I like to say Harris is going to be the uh, it factor. But I mean, at the same time, too, I don't care if you're someone as good as Le'Veon Bell or even if you're a cream hunt. I don't care how good the running back you are. You still need some help with the offensive line. Don't get me wrong. I think Le'Veon Bell still got some good left in him in his career. What's left of it? But I mean, when you were here, I mean, last four years ago, with the offensive line that they had, was able to open up the offense like they did. That is crucial and is so pivotal in many ways. The offensive line is always going to be like a dance partner for your running back. And I, I mean, and I'd like to be uh, interested to see too. I mean, what can Harris do in the blocking game aside from catching the ball? I mean, how much more is he going to be this odd threat? Uh, if anything, I think he definitely uh, got some uh, questions right there. I, I think, I mean, in fairness, when you look at it too, I mean, the guys are definitely going to be in question right now. Uh, I mean, for the most part. I mean, with the inexperience. I mean, you got Chukswoma core for. I think Zach Banner right now, who's coming off a leg injury. And I, I'm not so sure about Zach Banner just yet. I love his dedication, his hard work, his hustle, everything he does for the community, but you got to prove that you can stay healthy. And I, and I get very scared. I, if, I, I, I hope and pray that it's not going to be in our situation like last year. I, I don't think it would be, but you, you need someone there on a consistent day in, I mean, week out basis. And, and that is so huge, especially even if Ben Roethlisberger is going to play one more year beyond this season. Like the guy or not, where many people want to continue to say, well, he's setting the franchise back for another season by sticking around. Bullshit. I, I don't think so. I mean, if it was so much about keeping yourself not only in playoff, but championship contention, trying to win another Lombardi, or as Ben Rosberg said it a year ago, Lombardi's, they need each other. Especially when it's still unknown with Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. Josh Dobbs, I do not see him uh, being used at all. At some point in time, I do anticipate he's going to be the guy that'll be scapegoated once again as far as like one of the cuts. It, it's, it's, not, it's not a realistic spot for him. I mean, Mike Thomas is definitely very uh, excited about Dwayne Haskins, but what they could do with the offense, uh, try to keep him ready for everything. But I, I just really just try and like look at it from a wire perspective. 
I mean, what can he do? But other than the fact that he is in a place like Pittsburgh, an organization like the Steelers, I mean, just uh, basically trying to get another uh, crack at redeeming his career. And like someone once told me too, and and we can all agree with this as Steelers fans, when you come to the Steelers organization, they uh, put their trust in you. They make a commitment to anyone uh, they sign that they invest in them to be a part of a very rare organization the way they handle things as far as like being a part of a culture that's family diverse business model that wins and yeah that's what really uh, comes down to so like uh, the like I said, those are the weaknesses right there. Is uh, Chukwu and core for Kevin Dotson, Kedrick Green, and Zach Barr, who played a combined 248 total snaps. And uh, Dick, the Castro, who had a career low uh, grade from Pro Football Focus in 2020, and the signed Trey Turner, and more moving parts for first year offense line coach Adrian Clem. A lot of players are going to have to develop uh, real quickly for this uh, group to stand out and not be a weakness this season. Uh, the X factor, as far as like uh, the Steelers go, with the losses of guys like Steve Nelson, Mike Hill in that corner, more pressure on Cam Sutton to be an integral part of the, of the secondary. Sutton, who was ranked 94 from percentile among all quarterbacks since 2019 in coverage grade per snap basis, but most of it is because he has been playing in the slot as the fourth cornerback in dying packages. Suddenly, he's the number two behind Joel Favorite and the fa- Joel Hay and the favorite to start on the, s- the season on the boundary. And I like Cam Sutton, but it's still a big wait and see with him. I feel if anything, uh, Cam Sutton. I mean, I love what he did, but. Who's going to be looking to right now, currently as constructed, on this roster right now, uh, to help outside of that? I mean, when you really, I mean, put things in perspective about where they're going. I mean, looking at their roster and how they uh, try and work things out as a unit. And I'd really be looking at it, too. I mean, are, are we going to see more guys on here on this uh, defense? Try and be, that's going to help him out. Like a Justin Lane. I mean, how much is Justin Lane going to be experiencing, I mean, improving in his third season when you look at it? I mean, Mika Fitzpatrick. He's another guy right now, too, just like T.J. Watt, who's going to be in a similar boat where he's going to be having money old if they're going to keep him around. I mean, in here. And don't forget, they tried to get him to play, I think, uh, strong safety uh, last year. But, like I said, the only guy that's uh, remaining that's uh, unsigned right now is Kendra Green, who's guard and center for this group. The, the strengths of the offensive line 
uh, is that Pittsburgh will once again be able to generate pressure, like I mentioned. I mean, I, I would expect the sacks to probably dip down just a, a little bit. If not in the 50s, I'd say in the high 40 mark uh, for this year. I mean, let me ask you too. I mean, Bud Dupree, I mean, I think he's definitely helped a lot uh, contributing, helping guys out like a TJ Watt. Now that's hand of uh, TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith uh, coming into play this year. I mean, I thought Alex Smith did solid down the stretch. But it was clear, I mean, down the season, it was a definitely a totally new look defense, to say the least. And when I, I truly uh, put that in mind, I, I really start to wonder right now, how, how much we're going to find out that T.J. Watt really have a lot of help? How much did he benefit off that? I mean, his work ethic is off the charts. But I think, if anything, this year, this is going to be a real bigger test right now for T.J. Watt. He's going to be doing it without a guy in Bud Dupree. You're going to be having someone like an Alex Highsmith. If he's going to, like, uh, if, if this team's going to go anywhere, I mean, you can make the argument on the outside that this is T.J. Watt's moment once again, right now, when you got a guy in Ben Rosper who's dangling as far as, like, sticking around this career, is T.J. Watt necessarily the guy that brings this team, once again, the championships for the defense? I mean, is he like that Von Miller for the Steelers in Pittsburgh? And I, I think that is a very fair question right now. And to be honest you, I... Get a little concerned right there. I, I, I think if anything, uh, late down stretches, it definitely looks like new look teams. But to be honest, you, I think on the defense too, you want to make sure they're getting a little bit more reassurances, a, a lot more uh, help, and not feeling like they got to do all the work, all lifting, the grind work, everything that uh, comes with the territory. As far as being a playoff team and being a championship molding team. And, and that, that's where I, I, I truly uh, feel about it. I mean, some other uh, things too right now as we look at it. I mean, as we continue to wait the, the death chart being released. But man, oh man. And... Be honest with you too, I mean, how is uh, Keith Butler going to be calling things right now, too, with Mike Tomlin? How much more so than ever will we see Mike Tomlin with the defense? I mean, which he's already been clearly been having, especially in the secondary. I think the secondary, if anything, has uh, improved the last two years. It just has not been able to translate into the playoffs. And I, I, I look at the biggest uh, concern with that is how they're going to be able to keep that up this year. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this right now. What do you think? What will more take a hit this year, the the turnovers or the sacks? I'll probably say the turnovers. To be honest, with you, 
I think the turnovers definitely take a dip more so than the sacks. Because this Steelers group is still a unit right here. I mean, they got enough of a defensive front where they could still go after the quarterback. Forcing turnovers, I think, is going to be really interesting this year. If they could be able to find a way to win that turnover uh, battle. And the Steelers, which, once again, Mike Tom was ranked uh, 10th according to CBS Sports a week ago, the rankings that uh, I broke down. I mean, when you look at the, the turnover ratio for the Steelers, which is a plus nine, the Pittsburgh Steelers are fifth in that category. The team that led the league in the turnover ratio uh, was the Titans with a plus 11, Colts plus 10, and the Steelers were tied with the Dolphins and Saints, a three-way tie with plus nine for the season. And that, that's, I think that is everything right there. If you want to not only keep yourself in contention, but possibly be a championship team, you have to find a way to continue to take the ball away. And that, that's where I get a little concerned right now. Are we going to see a similarity back to 2018 where they had a horrific year? Not really creating any kind of turnovers and where that season for the Steelers and where they only had for the season they only had 15 takeaways, 8 interceptions 7 fumble recoveries I don't think it's going to be drastically that bad but for the Steelers uh, defense who had 18 takeaways. Uh, I, I I really doubt it's going to get uh, that bad uh, once again. I mean, eight interceptions and seven fumble recoveries. But, I mean, last year, once again, 11 takeaways and uh, seven uh, fumble recoveries. Uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. Uh, eight, I mean, 27 takeaways, 18 interceptions, 9 fumble recoveries. That, that's where I get a little concerned at. I mean, you, you, and you got to imagine Joe Hayden. I, I love his work ethic. But at some point, when is he going to start, you know, the brakes are going to start slamming down? When is he going to start, like, uh, gas is going to start catching up to him? A guy who's playing well into his NFL career. Joe Hayden, I mean, a guy who's came over here four years ago. A very surprising signing. A guy who is 32 years old. Play, who's played 11 seasons. And you really got to start looking at this guy right now. I mean, what he's been doing. I mean, his career high in interceptions with the Steelers was back in 2019 where he had five, and he had two uh, last year. And uh, last year was the first time where we saw him return, where he returned one for a touchdown. So that, that's uh, pro football uh, focus grades. And I, I got to be honest, I think that was very... Uh, straightforward 
and very honest to be on to be quite frank. I have no issues with it. I think that's as real as you get. I will also add too is the tight end position. Now that you're gonna be without Vance McDonald right now, you're gonna have Pat Fryer move outside of Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron, which, by the way, who was, along with Deontay Johnson, one of the top two guys as far as drops for this club, especially Deontay Johnson, who led the league and drops. So let's go ahead and get a fair foul right now. Will a guy like Pat Firemuth add some pressure on a guy like Eric Ebron? I will say foul for right now. I I like Ebron. Of course, he's been, he's been a guy who's been struggling to hang on to the ball at some key moments, especially late down the stretch. But Friar Move has still got to be a guy that I need to see something. We need to find out how this is going to go with the Steelers' exhibition games. And I, I just, when you got a rookie right there, transitions to the pro level, I, I, that's one position I think pro football focus left out is the tight end position. So give me foul on that one. I'm going to go with the experience in Ebron. I think Ebron has still got a, a real much to prove. I mean, despite the dropped uh, passes, but when you really look at his production, too, I mean, Eric Ebron, for the most part. I mean, he was fourth in the club. I mean, say what you will about the drops. He still had five touchdowns. So, which is not bad. He led all tight ends. And Deontay Johnson, too. I mean, I know he dropped a lot of balls, but he was still third among the receivers with seven touchdowns. And I'm still a believer in a guy like Deontay Johnson. Guy who still has 61.5 yards per game. But, I mean, still, I mean, this is something that could still be improved. And I'm not so sure how much was it with Eric Ebron adjusting to the water elements coming over from the Colts and just playing, I mean, late and getting exposed like he did. And uh, last but not least, uh, Devin Bush right now. Devin Bush, uh, who's been having, who's been in the headlines for the wrong reasons, so to speak, making some awkward comments, pretty much uh, like uh, criticizing any teammates who are on social media on TikTok on Thursday. He says, regards to TikTok or social media, if you're a grown man you got TikTok on your phone, stay the bleep from around me. Well, on the 4th of July yesterday, he actually shows, he tweets up a video of a cat following several stories, possibly uh, dead. I'm not sure if it survived or not, but... A guy who's coming off from knee injury from last year. Fair to say right now that this is something we need to pay attention to. Where is he at mentally? Where he's craving some negative attention? I will say fair on this. Because if anything right now, once again, will the Steelers be shooting themselves in their own in their own foot and create a divisive locker room once again? That is something I am very concerned with as far as uh, this season goes. And to be honest with you, 
I would love to see them continue to be self-disciplined in that regard. And if anything, Le'Veon Bell, who I just moment mentioned not too long ago, last thing you want to do is send the raw message to your teammates. I mean, so far, I mean, teammates haven't reacted in a negative uh, slight towards one another, or particularly with Devin Bush. And like Bob Pompiani uh, says of uh, KDK at Pittsburgh and uh, 93.7 The Fan, I mean, social media, it's good for players to get extra likes, extra followers, and to have extra money made off on the side. But again, as we see a lot of, like, uh, tweets, I mean, some toxic tweaks or just, just, uh, thunderizing tweets, I mean, cryptic tweets, the send messages, this is times a reminder where it could be a little lost. And I, I, I like to think it's nothing as far as his performance goes, but as far as, like, drawing negative attention around him, Definitely want to keep an eye on that. And that's going to do it for this edition here of the Metal Steel Podcast. Once again, you guys can follow me on Twitter for the Metal Steel Podcast, at Metal Steel CGR, and on Instagram, at Metal Steel Nation. Catch me every Mondays and Wednesdays. I'll plan on having the guests in the next few days. And uh, look forward to hearing you guys' opinions soon. As always, leave it. Don't be trolling. Be rolling. Here we go, Sears. Here we go. I gone.